Hey, good evening, everyone. Hey, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Uh, so tonight we're going to do things a little bit differently from our normal services. Um, so just want to invite you guys um, to just get alone if you need to. Uh, find your own space in the room. You can sit. You can stand. Um, you can do really whatever you want. Um, we just want this to be a place where you can come and be yourself and worship. And so uh, we're going to worship, and we just invite you guys to join in with us.
son 2,000 years ago to die on a cross to take our place to bear our sin, to bear our shame to bear the weight of the world on his shoulders so that we could come together today and sing in freedom of the grace that you've given each and every one of us Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Because without the grave being conquered, God, this is just a story. This is just another man. God, so we thank you for the empty tomb and the work that you've done. each and every one of us in here enough to make such a righteous replacement so we could spend eternity with you. Sing worthy is the lamb who was slain. And worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy is the king the grave worthy is the lamb who was slain worthy is the king who conquered the grave amen
Take a seat. Just want to welcome you this evening to our good, uh, good Friday service at Rocky Mountain Calvary. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's good to gather together uh, as a family uh, of believers and reflect. Uh, to come into the house of God and be here uh, and take some time to reflect on what Christ has done for us to reflect on our lives, to reflect on our mistakes. And then also to remember, to remember the cross. We're, we're surrounded with crosses today, very unusual, un different than normal uh, here in our normal services. And and we, we're going to remember the cross. We're going to look back at what Christ has done for just a little bit tonight. And then and remember what Christ has done. He's paid the price. And then we're going to continue on. And lastly, we're, we're here because uh, we're going to rejoice. We're going to rejoice in his grace. And, and we're going to finish out with with a picture of Christ uh, uh, setting us free. And so tonight, as we begin, tonight's going to be a little different. Uh, there's going to be more, more music and worship and less teaching and, and, and more reflection and, and, and a little less instruction. And we're going to take some time to ponder and so let's begin there tonight. Let's begin to reflect and to ponder 
And this is what I want you to reflect on and ponder on, is your mistakes. And you might be thinking, well, gosh, I don't want to do that. But there's a, there's a purpose to it because there's a, there's a need for us to reflect on our mistakes. There's a need for us to ponder on, on our, our errors, our sin. You see, sin is an archery term. It is, it is that moment where you miss the mark, the bullseye. You're, you're aiming for it, and, and you're supposed to get right in the center. And, and if you're not in the center, you've sinned in archery. And, and that's what I'm talking about tonight, the mistakes. The moments that we're not so proud of. I want us to take, take some time to think about that. As I was driving here uh, this morning, um, I was thinking about how sin plagues me. I can't escape it. I can't get away from it. And, and when I conquer one sin, there's another one that plagues me again. There's one right on my, uh, on my heels to get me uh, again. And how sin just is a part of me. In fact, the Bible tells us that we've all missed the mark. In fact, Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as through one man, meaning Adam, sin entered the world and death through sin, thus death spread to all men because all men sinned. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have missed the mark. So the reality of us here today is we're sinners. All of us. And we've been plagued with this disease that, that, we've never, that we can never get rid of. This disease of sin. It's kind of a sad thought. A sad reality if, if you don't have a remedy, right? If you don't have a remedy to the sin, then, then sin is depressing. But, but there, is, there is a remedy. Without, the, without a remedy, there would be no hope. But with a remedy, there is hope. And we come and gather tonight because we know that hope. We know that Christ has brought that truth of salvation. Yet the wages of sin is death. Sin. It's sad but true. I was thinking about my life this morning, my sinful life this morning, and I have to tell you that I, came, I went home last night at the end of my day, and I, I walked into the house with a really not good attitude. Um, you can ask my wife, and uh, she's sitting right over there. And, uh, and as we were going to bed that evening, I had to apologize. And I had to say, I'm sorry for my attitude and what, how I was treating her when I walked in the house was incorrect. 
and sin one again. So I want to take time for us to think about our sin. And, and I know that Jesus has paid it all. We know that. We just sang that. He, he paid our ransom, right? That's what we just sang. But, but let's not forget what we've done. And so as we sing these next two, as we ponder these next two songs, each of you have gotten a piece of paper, and, and I, want you to, I want to encourage you just to begin to ponder on your mistakes, things that you have desired to overcome in, in, this year, in sin that plagues your life right now, that you wish would be gone, that, that you know that Christ is strong enough, His, he, he, is, he, he has conquered death and sin, and so we don't have to be plagued by that sin in a sense, any longer. That there is a way to overcome. Christ is enough, and there is, uh, there is freedom. But let's ponder for a second. And as you do, as these two songs are played, and as, as Billy begins to play, I encourage you to begin to write down those things. Because there's gonna be an action point in, in, in just a, a little bit what we're going to do with those papers. And I encourage you to, to take it seriously. As God brings something to mind, write it down. As God puts something on your heart again to overcome, let's put it down and, and to, really, uh, to really be honest with our mistakes. Let's do that right now.
with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child. You have chosen me. Love has called my name. I've been born again into your family. Your blood flows through.
child of God And I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15, verse 16. We're going to take a little bit of time to remember. We've reflected. Now we're going to take time to remember the cross. And as we pick up this story, uh, at this point, Jesus has been beaten. He's been scourged. He's been betrayed. He is brought before the Roman guard. And it says in verse 16, Then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole garrison, and they clothed him with purple, and they twisted a crown of thorns, and put it on his head, and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they struck him on the head with a reed, and spat at him, and bowed the knee, and worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they they took the purple off of him, put on his own clo- put his clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. At this point, Jesus is weak. He's been beaten. He's been scourged to a point where he cannot, cannot, can barely carry himself. And he will begin to carry the cross. In these verses, we see the beginning of the end of Jesus' life. At this point, he's been beaten again to a point uh, where his back is, is ripped open. This is the beginning of the long road to, to Calvary, to, to Golgotha. We see Jesus as this ultimate suffering servant taking blows from the 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 Roman guard mocking him and spitting at him yet Jesus continues steadfastly fixes his eyes on on the goal on on the thing that his father had called him to do to finish the father's will And then in verse 21, they said, and then they compelled a a certain man, Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, as he was coming up, uh, coming out of the country and passing by to, to bear his cross. They took an innocent bystander that was coming in to, to, for Passover to to carry Jesus' cross because he he was weak and wasn't able to to carry the cross all the way. You see, Jesus didn't have enough strength to do it himself, and so they picked Simon and said, Simon, come carry his cross. Simon, a, a, a bystander, encounters Jesus that day. Little did Simon know that he was, as he was entering Jerusalem for Passover, 
that his life would be changed, that his life would be touched forever by, by the Son of God, Jesus Christ. You see, Simon was, was probably coming to offer a lamb as a sacrifice at the temple. He was probably on his way into the temple as, as he encounters Jesus, yet Jesus was on his way to give himself up as the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. How ironic. Maybe the Lord wants to encounter you today. Maybe he wants to touch your life and change you just like he changed Simon. If you know Jesus tonight, you know that change. Jesus Christ has changed your life. You know when he's touched you, just like Simon. And as we remember the cross this evening, may we remember the life that it brought us, abundant life, a freed life. May we remember the forgiveness that it gave us, incredible freedom and forgiveness. And may we remember the price, the weight of sin and the price that it took to wipe it clean. Our sin, my sin, your sin. Verse 22, and they brought him to the place of Golgotha, which is translated place of the skull, and they gave him wine mingled with myrrh to drink, but he did not take it. And when they crucified him, they divided his garments, casting lots for them to determine what every man should take. This is the threshold of history's most profound injustice. As an act so remarkable and outrageous that when we stop and we carefully consider what occurred that day, we must pause and ask, why? Why did this happen? Why did it have to happen? And what does it mean for us? The crucifixion of Jesus was immense. And I found this in, in, in one of my commentaries. And it says this, as the arms are weak, as he hung there on the cross, great waves of cramps would move over the muscles, knotting them in deep, relentless, throbbing pain. With these cramps come the inability to push himself upward. Air can be drawn into the lungs but cannot be uh, exhaled. Hours of limitless pain, cycles of jo joint rending cramps, exfixi uh, uh, partial asphyxiation. Searing pain as tissue is torn from his lacerated back and as he moves up and down this rugged cross. 
then another agony begins, a hard and crushing pain in the depth of his chest, slowly fills with serum, begins to compress the heart. His heart is beginning to be crushed. Tortured lungs are struggling to make an effort to grasp a bit of air. This is Jesus, the Son of God, who chose to go there for me and for you. Wow. It's unbearable to think about. Jesus went to the cross in the ultimate act of turning the other cheek or going the extra mile. Love beyond what's natural. A love that is supernatural. Jesus was beaten and bloody. Everything was stripped away from him and he was nailed to the cross. Jesus carried the whole load of sin. The whole thing. Sin and decay of this world upon himself. Through this act, Jesus fulfills his destiny by saving the world, the cross, the ultimate symbol of helplessness and shame becomes this symbol of victory over Satan and sin and death. Then t- verse 25, it says, now it was the third hour and he was cruci- and, and they crucified him and the inscription of the accusation was written, the king of the Jews. Jump down to verse 31. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking among themselves with, uh, with, with the scribes said, he saved others himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the king of the Israel, descend now from, from the cross that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him reviled him. Now when the sixth hour came, there was darkness over the, over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Aleo, Aleo, lama bachani, which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus knew. He knew it was just about to happen. The thing he never wanted to happen. You see, Jesus wasn't afraid of anything in this world. Jesus wasn't afraid of disease or, or armies or, or storms. They didn't move him a bit. The, the, the only thing that terrified our Lord Jesus Christ was being out of fellowship with his father. And when he who knew no sin became sin for us, that's exactly what happened. God the Father turned his back on his son and Jesus Christ as he took our sin, your sin, my sin upon himself. And he became the perfect sacrifice. As Christ was nailed to the cross, our sin, our sin, 
was nailed there as well. Amen? It was taken, and he took it for us, and he put it there on the cross, and he finished the work. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, for he, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 1 Peter 3.18 says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you and me to God. He made a way. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. 1 Peter 2.14 says, He himself bore our sin upon the cross, in his blood, in, in, in his body, on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. Church, as we remember the cross this evening, may we remember forgive, the forgiveness that came through the cross. You see those things on your paper? They couldn't be washed away before. There would have to be a payment. And that payment was paid. Hallelujah. Christ has paid the price. And we are forgiven. I stand here forgiven of the sin I'm, I, I, I'm, I committed last night with, to my wife with a bad attitude and all the sins that I've committed in the past, my sin is washed away. And I can stand free tonight. During these next two songs, we are going to take an opportunity to put our lives into action. A time We're going to have a time of action as we nail those papers to these crosses. There's nails up here in these, these here and, and there's, there's hammers all around and, and we're, we're going to take a moment to nail our sin to the cross because that's where it, it remains. It, it's it's no longer with us. It's, it's, been, it's been paid for at the cross through Christ Jesus. And so as a representation of Christ taking our sin upon himself, we're going to put those sins on the cross. So as you're ready and as these songs are played, one by one, come up and go ahead and begin to nail these things to the cross. Amen? Let's do that. Oh! 
I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me that depart. No tongue can bid me that depart. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, Upward I look and see him there Who made an end to all my sin Because the sinless Savior died My sinful soul is counted free For God the just is satisfied To look on him and pardon me to look on him and pardon me Righteousness, the great unchangeable I am, the King of glory and of grace. One with Himself, I cannot die. My soul is purchased by His blood. My life is hidden with Christ on high, with Christ my
Mark chapter 15, it continues in verse 37, and it says, And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. In the other gospels, we know what he, he shouted, what he, he cried out. Jesus cried out three words, it is finished. It's finished. And then he was taken. From the day that of his birth until the day that he died, the enemy tried to derail him, tried to destroy him, tried to keep him from providing salvation to all mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoso, whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. All mankind. But the enemy failed, didn't he? Jesus finished the work at Calvary. So as he cried out, it is finished. It was a victory cry. Not a cry of defeat, a cry of victory over the enemy. 
a cry of victory over death in our life, the cry of victory over sin in us. In the beginning of the era of grace, of grace. I have to say that that as Jesus Christ's death on the cross, it, it brought me life. It brought all of us life. Through Christ's death on the cross, we now have eternal life if we so choose it. But it's a choice, isn't it? It's a choice. As God's Spirit draws us to Himself, we also have to respond to that drawing. In the summer of 1983, I wept as I gave my life to the Lord that day. Tears were coming down my face and I didn't really understand completely why I was crying, why I was so undone. I didn't realize or understand what it all meant. I was just so moved by the gift of salvation and by the gift of forgiveness. But now, nearly 33 years later, I finally understand, though I didn't at the time, I wept that day because Jesus died for me. He put himself on the cross for me. I wept that day because I knew that the sin and, and decay in my life, even as an 11-year-old boy, I knew the ugliness of me. I wept that day because my soul sensed the magnitude of what happened 2,000 years ago, the very thing that we're, we're experiencing tonight. I wept that day because God in his loving mercy invaded my life and captured my heart. And so tonight, as we finish, it's a time to rejoice. As God invaded my life and captured my heart, he did the same in yours. And if you're here tonight and you don't know that and you've never experienced that, and you don't know Jesus and you're wondering, what is all this about? We have good news for you. Jesus is yours too, if you so choose it. Your sin can be forgiven and can be put on the cross and left here because of Jesus and what he's done for us on the cross. Church, because of Christ's perfect sacrifice, we can now live inside of his grace. Amen? And as we walk out of here tonight, that's what we're going to do. We're going to rejoice. We're going to rejoice in his grace. And we're going to let sin be, be in the past. We're going to walk out of here with strength in the Lord because we know that we are more than conquerors in Christ. Amen. So as we close tonight, and as we, as we finish out with these last two songs, 
And as uh, some people come to uh, uncover, the ushers uncover the communion elements, we're going to take communion. Because we're going to remember what Christ has done for us by taking his body and his blood, uh, this cup and this bread that's been broken, that to remember what he's done for us. In 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, 23, it says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do it in remembrance of me. So as you come and you take the the bread. Remember that you're free. Remember that you've been forgiven. And in the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this is the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So as we end this this evening, and as we have nailed these things to the cross, rejoice as you take communion. As we've confessed sin, as we've laid it out on all these crosses, may we be free from that tonight and walk in his grace as we finish out tonight, knowing that our sin is forgiven. For the Lamb of God has taken away the sin of the world. Amen? Let's do that.
sing hallelujah the lamb is overcome we sing hallelujah we sing hallelujah we sing hallelujah the lamb is overcome Thank you for what you've done for us, Lord. Lord, we, we've come and we've, we've reflected tonight. Lord, we've come and we've remembered the cross. And Lord, Lord, we rejoice in your grace, Lord. And Lord, we, we are amazed to be your children. You call us your children. We thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we give you honor and glory tonight because you are due that. Lord, we give you uh, our hearts. We pray that we, we pray and ask that you would strengthen us, Lord, to conquer sin. Lord, areas in our life that we've nailed to the cross, Lord, that we don't want a part of our life anymore, Lord. We desire to overcome. And so, Lord, give us strength, Lord, through the power of your spirit. Give us strength to overcome, to walk free from sin, to, to, to not fall into those things that we normally would. And so, Lord, have your way, Lord. Holy Spirit, take control. And as we walk out of here tonight, let us not be defeated, Lord, but let us be overcomers. Let us be victorious as we, as we walk from this place, knowing that you have given us the, the ability, the authority to, to conquer sin. 
And so, Lord, thank you. Through the power of, power of your spirit, through the cross, and through what you've done for us, that, you've, that you rose again, that you're alive today, and that you're alive in us. And we give you praise tonight in honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand and, and sing this last song together. Jesus went down in the cold of the grave. 